it's just giving you more i don't know dude games i think are so unique in the way of like they can be a teaching platform they can be an entertainment platform they can be like a philosophical platform they can be so many fucking things so the more that you bring of just outside knowledge and see how you can utilize it it's just it's like a freaking playground it's amazing You've been listening to my friend Lou, and this is the Emotive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm actually recording this intro on the day this is being released, the 24th of January, and I realize there's been a kind of an inconsistent release schedule lately. Just know that we're putting these episodes out as soon as we can, and I aim to have an episode out every Monday, but I won't always be able to do that, but I'll do it. I'll do my best. Of course, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Emotive Podcast. And also make sure you subscribe. You can find all those links very easily by going to our website, pod.co slash emotive. And and the subscribe link is actually up in the top right of that web page. Now getting to today's guest, uh, Lou is a is an interesting guy for sure. Th- there's always there's always surprises in store whenever I whenever I talk to him. I feel like I make these ab- assumptions about about his uh his creative process, his mindset, you know, some of his experiences just from stories and things that he's told me in the past, but my assumptions are usually wrong. <laughs> That's what I've learned by talking with him. Uh, but I hope you'll enjoy today's conversation. You know, we got into a little bit about his creative process more of the reasoning why he chose working in the video game industry versus some of his other interests and we actually do there we do get to hear a story or two from him and this is story time with lou part two so enjoy well welcome back man it's good to good to see you again it's been since uh midsummer since the last time i talked to you I think sometime around August has been a minute. <laughs> and the last time I talked to you, you were just putting off a lot of things so you could focus on work and whatever other projects you had going on. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, you know, this, this time of year, like right now it's, it's four, almost four twenty, which is the time. Yeah. It's just the annoying time. Like if it's four twenty in Colorado, like where's everybody? But, uh, you know, it's also like the sun is about to go down. And how does it affect you, the seasonal stuff? I don't know, dude. What is sun? What is that? (laughs) Yeah, right? So so that doesn't really really bother you? (laughs) You I don't know. Like, living in Seattle. And, like, granted, like, during the summer, you get, like, a lot of sun and stuff. Mm. But, like, the majority of it's pretty, like, overcast. Overcast. That's always just been, like, relaxing to me. Okay. I think like four years in the desert kind of fries your fucking eyes and you like oh, feel yeah. like a vampire because it's like, fuck, dude, where's my sunglasses? I, I like when I was a kid, I never give a fuck about sunglasses. Like, never <laughs> yeah, <wore> me either. <laughs> and then yeah. now it feels like I'm, I'm I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old and it's like oh, an old yeah. age thing. I don't know. I got to ha- I got to have the sunglasses in the car <laughs> driving for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not, not so I can look cool either. So I can see. Maybe it's why I didn't notice as much in the car because I'd always be like reading or something. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like I was looking out the windows. Yeah. And like, oh, shit, yeah. it is hard to see shit that you need to focus on so you don't crash and die. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we yeah, we were always in the in the van. So in the van, you got the curtains on the sides, you know, you oh, be like in the yeah. shade. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, my grandpa had one of those and that was like 
best fucking oh, just yeah. go in the back, turn the AC on. It's like, yeah, little cave back there for road trips. Totally, totally. Oh, I guess what I was thinking about today uh, related to that is like I wanted to ask you like what your creative process is and like are you more like when you're doing your own projects or even at work, like are you most productive right away in the morning or later at night? Do you prefer like a so no. being solo on the PC? Like what do you mean solo on the PC? I, I like mean like like in, yeah, in, in your own office, in your own element or – you find yourself more productive when you can bounce ideas off of other people. It's like stages for me. Like I'll wake up and I need like an hour to myself just to, I don't know why I just like, I like quiet. I like to just get in before like everyone else. Do I, get, I get in maybe 30 minutes to an hour early and then I'll just kind of like, you know, eat breakfast, look up the news, see what's like screaming on the headlines. And it kind of just eases me into the day. Like mm. I hate, Unless it's already pre-planned and I know what's going on, it doesn't bother me as much. But, like, just jumping right into the day, like, I need a spin-up moment. I got you. And just to just so people know, we did an episode prior to this. So if you want to hear more about kind of your your journey through, we kind of talked about your childhood interest in games, how you... <laughs> I joined the mil. How you joined the military? <laughs> Everything you just like jumped right in. Like, oh, that sounds good. I'll jump in. And then like your mom encouraged you to go to school for games uh, after you're done with your four year um, service. Mm -hmm. And you 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 were you did your internship after after because your four year program only took you two years, right? Well, it was like an accelerated program. Accelerated so, program, right? Yeah, yeah it was. It was still a bachelor program, uh, bachelor's yeah. program, but it only took mm -hmm. you two years because at full sale they do a, a accelerated, accelerated program. Yep. So then during the Day Z mod times, you you were actually doing an internship, which wasn't yeah, at full sale. Which was yeah, which wasn't really you weren't really taking orders from anybody. You kind of were just able to to do whatever you wanted to do. Dude, that was such a weird internship. It was not <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm complaining. It was just like, oh my God, that's, I don't know. As far as internships go, it was interesting. <laughs> right. It wasn't, you weren't being mentored. You were just. I mean, I got a little bit of a little it. A little bit. But I don't know. Part of it was like me being young and dumb, right? So sure. we would sit in on the other classes and we had just graduated, me and some of the other guys. So <laughs> we'd be like just looking at their shit like, oh, that's cool. And then like like almost treating it like a computer lab right and then we'd be in the back kind of having our own long conversations discussing like oh you know this would be fucking cool to work on or like oh have you seen this because like we don't give a fuck but we're not realizing like how loud we're being about it <laughs> so like shit like that and i was like oh fuck well like let's just go spend you know our allotted time that we're supposed to like in the lab to do shit mm. and then but like you want to help out as well. But it's like you we really never got any direction of like, hey, this is what's expected of you. Um, and then he just was pretty much like, here's a project, you know, work on this. And then when you get somewhere, like bring it to me and I'll, I'll give mm. you feedback. Okay. So just kind of like do your own thing, work on a project, but like be doing something. Huh. What was uh, well, what was the most impactful thing that you learned, I guess, through your school and internship? how to deal with fucking heavy loads of work. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you had like, that, like you had this big, like crunch around, was it like your final project or something? Yeah. The final, I mean, the yeah, whole, I it was mean, like a five month long thing, right? 
Yeah, that was one thing. And then just, you know, the school itself is oh, the, the, yeah, basically the, the, two years of crunch, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, the accelerated <laughs> program is two years of crunch. It's so. like instead of shipping this title in four years, we'll do it in two. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. So, I mean, it definitely Damn. prepared me for that feeling. Oh, the, the only difference between that and work is like you paid them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kidding. No, it's, I mean, I mean uh, it's true. <laughs> paid them a lot of money, actually. But Oh, God, yeah. Like, I was lucky because I had the GI Bill and the Yellow Ribbon program. Yeah. So I only walked out of there with like 32K that only. I had to pay back. Yeah, only, only. And my buddy. That's light had, debt. Like, That's light debt. Yeah, for student loans. Like, yeah. my buddy walked out with 130 some thousand. Does he have a good job now? Uh, he was working in the industry for a while. And I think like, to be honest, like you got to know how to deal with stress, mm. um, like, or find a way to deal with it. Cause it's just part of like the entertainment business, oh, okay. yeah, business as a whole. Right. If you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Business, business is a thing. It's not, it's not fun and games. Yeah. yeah. So like if it's an indie project, it's probably not going to be as bad, but when you start like kind of moving up there. There's definitely, you know, more expectation, more pressure. Mm. And then you also have to, uh, like, take into account the business side, which, yeah, you know, they're trying to help you get the most for your product as well. So, yeah. Do, do you think that some of your um, classmates and people that you were friends with, do you think some of them went into the industry expecting something different? And just, well, like you said, that one guy maybe couldn't handle the stress. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's personal life comes into play too that can oh, make true. you want to buy out there's stuff like that so i didn't really mm. um pester him for all the details i just know he like went back home and was picked up another job but i haven't talked to him oh. in a while so i'm not sure like Man, what all he's up to now well, well, well you would think you accrue that much debt and right. you'd have like regrets about it or you'd always think like man i should be i should be following that path because i invested that capital in myself well i mean to kind of tie into that, like after I graduated, it was a while before I landed a job. So like to keep myself afloat, I was like, I don't know, let me try a different um, education branch or avenue, I guess. Mm. Um, and went like for my master's. And then I was able to get an opportunity to get back into the industry. And that's when I just kind of dropped everything I was working on and came over. So like I got... 80k on this masters i'm still paying off Ooh. that i didn't ever finish <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask if you ever finished so you think you'll go back nah. to that eventually maybe when you're <sighs> it's hard know, to, it's like, really tough right because like how, how much time is it going to take you can you do it on the side and still have a life and like what's well, that and also the fact of like things what is it like worth kind of changing yeah and what is it worth to like what is it worth for your own yeah. accomplishment or i think the other i mean it'd be cool to have a master's and I could apply some of the things from that master's, but... Could you just learn on the job? Like, learn more by working more? Oh, it and... wasn't even related to the games industry, the master's oh, really? was working Oh, really? Oh, okay. No, it was like a complete... That's why I said I like went in a whole oh, new avenue. I, yeah. I was I like, started, I'm going to be yeah. a freaking psychologist. This yeah, is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the abnormal psychology was something you were possibly going to go into... Um, prior to your mom being yeah. like, hey, hey, why don't you go to school for video games? Oh, that's not a thing. Oh, I saw it online. I know it's a thing. Yeah. But without that, you think that maybe you could, you, you maybe would have gone, gone the path of, of psychology. You think, you think maybe. you did? Maybe. I would have poked it a little bit harder and like checked it out. Cause mm -hmm. like 
just the abnormal psych stuff is just fascinating to me, yeah. like just interesting. So I'm like, you know, those classes, I'm actually paying attention and not just like, oh, I just need to get through this because it's a required one. That is the thing, isn't it? You might go into college. Well, for me, okay, my, my college experience is like thinking I like computers. My friends are doing uh, IT degrees. I'm going to follow them because I'm just like a little puppy dog. I don't know what the hell is going on. It sounds good in theory. You go in and it's like, even in the entry level coding classes, people are looking at me like, you're not on the same page with us, are you? I'm like, nope, <laughs> not at all. But you know check what? Things out. My freaking English class and my history classes, I was like, you know what? We're on the same page. I like writing. I like learning about history. But this like coding and math and stuff, I'm like, you guys are in another universe. It's not me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, for you, for, that. for you, you know, like, d did you take um, psychology? Well, do you even have like generals in because full sale isn't like that. You don't have like general. No, we took requirements. You did. OK. Yeah. Did, did you they find had some interesting stuff? In yeah. That like they were kind of, you know, and if you think about it, the better, you know, your audience from like a base level like that. Oh, yeah. You know, that just opens more doors for you to yeah. explore other, you know. Like what they did with what was it, Hellblade? Mm hmm. And, you know, going into schizophrenia and stuff like that. It's just giving you more, I don't know, dude, games, I think, are so unique in the way of like they can be a teaching platform, they can be an mm -hmm. entertainment platform, they can be like a philosophical platform. Sure. They can be so many fucking things. Yeah. So the more that you bring of just outside knowledge and see how you can utilize it. It's just, it's like a freaking playground. It's amazing. What is it? <laughs> I'm such a moron. You know, life imitates art or whatever, right? It's like, or, or is it the other way around? Art, like, you know, it, it's it, okay. <laughs> I know so you're like, talking about that. It's so like video games and all art is a reflection of what's happening in real life. And it might be a more idealistic version of it. And it might be a darker version of it. It might be like a, a shade of life. There you go. Yeah. Something like that. And it can be, you know, a, um, it's it's like the uh, you know, like this science fiction is usually some sort of a dark version of of like the future or something like that. You know, it's trying to predict like what the it, it, the what the worst case scenario of the future possible, you know. Right. What is what is what is that word? <laughs> uh, like a different version of history, a alternate alternate or something like that. But uh, but but yeah, when, when you put into the uh, put the elements of, of, you know, elements of like the way people are in real life, like not everybody is well adjusted. Not everybody is normal. A lot of people, all of us kind of have flaws. And when you show those flaws and characters and games, that's where you that's where things become more believable. Right. You're not going to believe the perfect family, the perfect person, perfect oh, altruistic God, no. person. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be. Yeah. That's like so cringe nowadays. Like, oh, <laughs> like it just makes your skin crawl because it's yeah. like so yeah. unbelievable. Like yeah. no one could be like that. What? Ugh. Like if you're trying to be serious about it, you know what I mean? Like it works in humor, obviously, but yeah. I mean, could you imagine like playing a game where everything just went perfect? There'd be like nothing. There'd be no plot. Yeah, there <laughs> would be. be like, yeah, there'd be, there'd be just nothing there. Yeah. Dystopian. I mean, unless you, Dystopian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dystopian. It's a powerful word. Dystopian futures. That's what Black Mirror is about. That's what a lot of these like these um, 
forms of media that people connect with nowadays, like the the the, the alternate history for World War Two, the man, oh. the man in the high castle. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. You know, it's like holy shit. What if the Nazis did win? World did you War finish II? that? No, I didn't. Oh man. Okay. Never mind. Good though. Uh, I was confused by the ending a little bit. Mm. It wasn't like bad, but it was kind of like I can't tell if you're leaving this open or if you're closing <laughs> you it. think like, yeah uh, it it's supposed that. to be the f- final season but uh, it, they leave it kind of ambiguous as to what yeah what it, like it was kind be. of like vague feeling oh, i okay. guess well they want to leave it open for a made for tv movie or something uh, maybe i mean maybe sometimes that, sometimes that turns bad man these these, yeah. shows, these shows that don't quite close and you're like all right now we got to do like there's a show prison break like they did like I think they did like two good seasons and then they hung it on for another couple and then they brought it back for like a bad season. And then they're like, all right, well, it's not quite over. The guy didn't die. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> they, like mean, we, we, we got to do another made for TV movie just to wrap everything up. I never like, I never watched that and I wanted to. The first season. The first season. Saying. Yeah, it would be worth for the first season. I don't think so it's a, I don't this. think it's a I don't think it's a spoiler if if they broke out of prison, you know, like it's called prison. Right. Break. Yeah. Like, like if they, if they he, what season did he break out of the actual prison? It was the first one. Oh, dude, they already ruined it then. If you're going to try <laughs> to drag that on, like they can't escape until like, yeah. all right, now, like the last season is them on the run and getting away or getting right. caught or whatever. Well, the happens. whole thing was like he had to go he had to go into prison to break his brother out because his brother was wrongly wrongfully accused of murder. And it was this whole like high up government plot to, cause he was like the fall guy for some conspiracy. Right. So, mm-hmm. so he's like this ultra genius, like uh architect or, or something like that. And he tattoos his body. His body is like full tatted with all of these like little bits of information. His is body was like, like Da Vinci code. Some like level? that. You, you would like look at he'd look at his arm and it would be like his plans to break out of prison. So it would be all coded in these images. Oh, shit. So he like goes into a bank, fires, a, fires his gun up in the air and he had it all calculated like, for like what crime would put him in the same prison as his brother. And then it's like <laughs> and infiltrate this from the inside. So, oh, my God, it's cooling. It's cool in theory. Yeah, they just dropped the pooch like, oh, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to let him out after the first season. It's like, well. Even if he has to go back in, then everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's going to be this long thing of in and out, in and out. Yeah. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, you got to build up the tension through those seasons. Come on. Oh, I mean, he, they, he went back into prison in, like, Mexico and then broke out again, like, in a, in a future season, though. Oh, did he just start rescuing everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they, like, fled. And, and then they then they got arrested down there. So this is like, what? And then there was there was also, like, another sort of side story. The One of the guys in the prison, they think that he's... Uh, D.B. Cooper, man, D.B. Cooper. You know, they called him D.B. Cooper, even though he put the name Dan Cooper down when he likes. Because back then, when you when you like got on the plane, you just like put your name down like sign, mm-hmm. like a sign up sheet. Was there was any kind of like checking ID and stuff like that. Right. You get smoke on the plane like. Oh, God. How <laughs> chill would that be right now? <laughs> just like, well, I don't know. Actually, everyone, I wouldn't want to, <laughs> everyone would just be vaping. It'd be great. Oh God, I wouldn't care about vaping. It just smell like a freaking like fruit aisle in there. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, but yeah, I do want to go further with your interest in abnormal psych. I know that I was actually listened back to the episode to pick up some things, some some more threads to pull on, and you had talked about how 
you said in your tra- in some of your travels you had experienced some things related to that. Is is there some is there a story you could tell about that or or some? I mean, I didn't really like when I where I grew up was pretty interesting. The fact of like I wasn't exposed to anyone like at that level of mental illness. You know, of like walking around talking to themselves or whatever. Yeah, media. You know, initially kind of sparked the interest with like what was that movie the dude with the sunglasses um <laughs> and he like thinks he's from another planet he's an alien i think oh, oh K- I it, it's not like k-pax or something is it i think it was k-pax was is that K-Pax? is that uh kevin spacey yeah okay like and it was just interesting to see the correlation between like something legit and you know kind of blending in that possibility for fantasy right where like at the end you're kind of like oh shit and i just kind of like that feeling because like it triggers that thought of like what is it really like for that other person though oh what are they experiencing and being able like games kind of give you a medium to like explore that in a creative way just to let you dive into it putting yourselves in the shoes of somebody who in inside of someone's brain who would have no clue what that would feel like or even experiencing antagonists that are just absolutely bad shit crazy stuff like that right like i don't know walking through seattle yeah seattle sorry there was i don't know i saw quite a lot of you know like homeless people that would just be kind of like sitting there talking to themselves and muttering or like talking to someone who wasn't there like it just seemed like a lot of them just had like the mental health facilities were just like shut down and they just kind of like well they're closing us so we can't you know help you anymore you gotta figure it out i guess so now they're just wandering the streets. I'm not saying it's what happened, but just kind of like that's the vibe because most of like the homeless who I ran into, it was very obvious they were dealing with something else as well. I don't know what caused that. I don't know if that's mm. something they've lived with their whole life, but you kind of sit, or at least I sat there and wondered like, like what are they one seeing right now? Like, mm. and what are they thinking? Like, what are they going through on that like mental level every day where we're just sitting here like, all right, you know, here's what I got to do at work today. I wouldn't have the foggiest clue on how to approach someone like that. And, and like, even can you talk to them? Will they yeah. like, how are they going to respond? Is it a good idea? It's not that I'm afraid of someone like that. It's just, I don't under, I don't like, I don't understand. Well, you're not sure how stable they are, right? That too. Yeah. So it's like, you're trying to like, you're not going to poke the bear. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, okay, well there needs to be like, if I was in that state, I obviously wouldn't want to be living like that if I could help hmm. it. Well, when you see but, someone like that, do you feel like, man, I wish I could help? Or or you just want to understand what the hell is going on? I don't think it's like, like, obviously, yeah, I want to help. But it's also not like, what can one person really yeah, do? Yeah, really. Kind of like, yeah, really. We've been going in a positive kind of swing and in bringing Seattle? attention. Or I just, just think in as a, just yeah. in general people, like, at least online. It looks like there's a more like positive engagement down that direction. Right. Of kind of like, let's not make this some taboo thing. Like the more we talk about it and it becomes normalized, then, you know, people start, you know, gaining more knowledge because people are, you know, talking about it. Right. Um, But the same thing with the issue of like, there needs to be some facilities and some way of caring for those people. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, not only are they possibly a danger to themselves and the fact that they can't you know, take care of themselves at that quality that they, like a human being deserves. Like Mm. no one fucking should have to live on the streets. Right. Regardless of in an ideal world. Right. Yeah. Well, here's nothing's black and white. 
but I'm just saying this is what you would hope for. Yeah, you know, and here's my, like, common man take on it, uh, just based off of where I live here. The the city came out with this end homelessness by 2021 pledge, you know. They're building a – the voters approved a mental health facility. It's being built here, and that's going to be great. You know, there really isn't that much of a problem with the homeless population, but you know what happens? Like, in the winter, it gets cold, so they migrate somewhere else, and they come back, you know, in the summers – Right. But, you know, they open this mental health facility. You know, the prediction would be for me is that it's going to fill up because people are oh, going to yeah. people are going to come from other places to fill this one up and then they got to go elsewhere. So it's really not helping the nation as a whole. Right. We need like a lot more of these little Band-Aids to like patch it up, you know, but it's a good start. Right. It's it's a good start. And I guess I mean, it goes back to that. Give a man a fish or, you know, teach yeah. him how to fish. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Like if you can give them shelter, mm. but you also need to like help them, you know, almost rehabilitate. In well, a way. this like that, if they have mental the, health issues. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is too. It's like a place where they can get resources to, to to help medicate themselves if they need it, or just get you know therapy ways to just make them productive members of society because it's like rotting our cities out. A lot of Hell them. Yeah. And it's and it's not like oh you people smell or you people are like dirty like you need to clean yourself up and pull yourself up by your bootstraps like obviously these people there's a, there's certainly a, a percentage of them that probably choose that life but you've encountered a lot of people and it just they're just they just look like they need help you know right they don't know how to help themselves well I mean it could be a lot of things who knows man be, yeah you know alcoholic could be luck of the draw bad mental health that's you know make it impossible for them to do anything and there's no one left in their family to take care of them type yeah. situation yeah man like it's a broad spectrum yeah i don't know man and like a like i said common man like thinking i don't know i like i was i was want to help but i just other than like volunteering and voting for stuff that, like i voted for that initiative that uh diverted some city funds to to build this facility you know we got all the the cannabis you know the marijuana revenue coming in gotta do something with it right yeah it's a good place for it for some of us to see them start doing long-term plan like layouts though with that and like more easy transparency with the public like Mm -hmm. yo here's our problem here's what we want to do right Mm -hmm. like we're going to build them this temporary home shelter like Mm -hmm. that solves one problem right you don't got anyone freezing to death it doesn't look like the 1960s version where it looks like a weird medical prison hopefully (laughs) Right. <laughs> We're getting these guys spun up on an education level, mental health. Like, it's like this catch and release. Oh my God, it sounds so barbaric. Well, like, yeah. catch and release, basically. Sure. Like, but you're, it's more of a, like, you come in and then we f- help you get back on your feet. And then, but you can't stay here type thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, it's, um, it looks more like a rehab facility. Yeah. But I mean, it's not really, that's the weird thing. Cause I don't, it's, when you're like, oh, it's like a rehab facility, it almost like puts that little drop into people's brains for like, oh, well, then that means something's wrong. It's like, no, I mean, it's oh, a get yeah. you on your feet facility, mm. I guess. Because mm. like everyone's got a variety of issues, right? You got one yeah. dude with maybe mental health, one dude, maybe drug addiction, alcohol related. And then one dude who just, for whatever reason, couldn't get work. And then I don't know, or I, I like, I don't know enough about the situation of like, what's the main factors in homelessness? But I know that that it's not just 
you know, well, it starts necessarily. Yeah, it, it starts in their childhood or some sort of a traumatic event that occurred. And could, yeah, it could be as simple as, you know, getting picked up for a petty crime or something, you know, trying drugs one day and then end up in jail. Dude, you, that's another thing yeah. that's fucked up. Like all that drug shit with weed should be erased. Like yeah. we're close. We're close, but yet seeing how how now like the tobacco age limit has been raised to 21. It's like, how much hope do you have that the government's going to be the federal government's going to be like, okay, let's, we'll just wipe out all the, all the schedule one. Like, I, I, I don't even know how long it's going to take for marijuana to get off of schedule one, schedule one on federal level. Yeah. It's still schedule one under, under the same, which, which is, is such a lie saying that it has no uh, medical use. No, like, oh, right. it's like, come on, man. Like, now just take this meth it'll be great but we don't call it meth uh, this will just help you pay attention in school right it's just i don't know man it, it feels like what like what it, it almost like you have to start at the top like what's the biggest problem and then work your way down right but yeah. but yet it would it would it would uh it would be like a big relief for so many people and it would decrease so much pain that's caused by the war on drugs you know to yeah. just to just wipe out all of that and they've done that in 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 where it wasn't like in California or was it like Oakland or something. They basically released everybody. Um, I have to, I'd have to really vet that information. That's just what came to mind. But it's, it's starting to be in like a case by case basis. Like you're not going to release some dudes that were having like a fucking gunfight over that. Well, shit, no, but like but possession, stuff like yeah, that. nonviolent possession yeah. offenses. I mean, what the hell, man? What are we doing here? I mean, the. What's what's crazy is like this is so 2019 or 18 or whenever it happened like you know Kim K going to the White House and getting these dudes pardoned, you know that's such a two <laughs> and that happened Wait, like what yeah Kim K oh. went went to the White House and talked to Trump she's like yo Trump can you get my homies out of jail uh, or whatever were they like actually friends of hers no I'm just kidding but it, it's oh, that, that would I was be, such, be like. It's believable, though, right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but no, she, she actually did a really good thing. She went there and advocated for these guys and gals, whoever, you know, she got some people pardoned that had been serving I mean, these life sentences, I think. I give her credit for that, but I'd, like, give her more respect if she was, like, actively constantly working on it. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, it's sure. Like, oh, you did one good thing one time. Well, you know, here's your pat on the back. Keep mm, it up, I guess. I, mean, I have no idea, man. I, I'm not like a big Kim K fan or anything, but it came to mind because it's like, I don't know. Like, it, it, well, I think more my, what my point is, like, if she's the one who's like the, the major advocate for this stuff, it's like, <laughs> shouldn't it be coming from the politicians? Like, shouldn't they, they be oh, the one? Yeah. Come on, man. But like, I mean, she, she's the it, one. Isn't our like president an ex uh, reality TV star? So true that. <laughs> that. That's who he relates to most. Right, I guess like that's his like group of friends. He's like, oh yeah, I trust you guys. You have my back. Wow, yeah. There's definitely a lot bigger problems out there right now, but you know, it's right. like that, that's something. That's something that uh, I don't know. It just seems so arbitrary and ridiculous. I think it's just sad that it took her level of notoriety to be able to bring attention to it. Right? Yeah. If anyone random person had been doing the exact same thing you think it would have fucking went anywhere like yeah, that at that level no, probably no not. it's just hard to get people that's to the shitty part like yeah. wow and and by the way people fuck. people should go and vet this information by, by yourself yeah, i'm sure. not gonna google yeah. it right now you can they can figure it out um so overall just just like the seeing some 
certain movies and, and TV shows and stuff kind of kind of got you interested in what some people's struggle is. Is that fair? Yeah, just kind of like it, it gave it, I don't know, it's always been hard for me to just look at one thing and mm. focus on it. Like there has to be something attached to it that I'm like hella interested in. Mm. So when it comes to that abnormal psych, you get that like, all right, I want to know kind of the science behind this and some of maybe the more bland stuff. And then I want to kind of like go on the reverse of like, okay, what could I do with this from almost, uh, you know, fantasy type look at it or, you know, fictional, I guess would be a better way of saying it. Mm. So kind of like with that movie K-Pax where it's yeah. like, you know, he's clearly distributing this disorder yet there's still this believability to what he's saying and some kind of like, Oh shit. What if he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just so then you start exploring that fantasy side. I'm like, well then how do you, I don't know. It's just like, it becomes like this mental puzzle. Like which, which one do you pick? Right. Hmm. Definitely. It definitely gives you a more balanced perspective on, on just what it's like to, to live in a different type of brain really yeah well that and just for people to kind of like care a bit more for whatever oh, reason oh yeah attaches to that right so it's yeah. like oh what is this dude saying now i'm kind of mm. curious so at least you hear him out yeah and so, at least so, that so the, starts the ball rolling yeah so they're not just seen as the other yeah you know, these people yeah. that we like shy away from because mm. they're you know different in some extraordinary way if you yeah and if you never had somebody in your family that suffered from severe mental health issues or you never were exposed to it like how would you ever have empathy and have right. understanding yeah definitely how do you feel about um like user experience and how impactful it is in game design is that, like how does that like how I mean, much my mental approach to it has always been like all right obviously you want the player to perform an action right yeah ideally or provide them with a bunch of choices to select from so that kind of goes like, how do I incentivize them to want to do these things? Like, how do I make that fun? Right. Mm. So there's a bit of psychology involved there because you're going like, oh, you know, someone has this idea. Someone else has this idea. It's like, OK, well, are any of these similar kind of mash them into one giant thing? And then about these different ideas, like, why do we not find those as incentive as incentive? Fative? What the fuck word am I looking for? And <laughs> uh, just rewarding, maybe? Yeah. Like, why are... They, it just kind of goes into this, you know, exploration of thought of like, okay, if you think that's good... And then, you like, the disagreements are always interesting, too, because mm. then it goes to, like, okay, how much of a demographic, demographic are we, you know, with these ideas representing as well, then? Because maybe we just have a small majority, but, like, globally you know, they would fall in the majority. Hmm. That is interesting. So it's also trying to like take into that and that I tend to think really deep on things. <laughs> so like I oh, have okay. to pull back of like, obviously <laughs> you can't go that crazy with it unless you got like an awesome freaking you know, dev cycle to work on. Yeah. Um, where you just have like an enormous amount of people to kind of make the loads a bit lighter to, you know, explore <laughs> those paths. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so having that, having a team to bounce ideas off of is, is key. Getting people's, different people's perspectives on how things will be perceived by the player. Isn't it true that, you know, internal playtesting of things, it just can never replace what 
it's going to be like when the when the public sees it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's so weird like fresh eyes are are so important, right? It's definitely cuz you're also looking at it so long, right? And then yeah. you just become numb to it cuz you're like I played the same thing over. You almost like I'm sure, you know, the testers even feel that way after a while. Yeah. It's like the game finally releases and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm done." And like, don't probably want to touch it. Well, I mean, they I, might depending on the I style, wonder, but I wonder what that is about the human brain that that we become robotic in certain ways like we can look you're looking at the same scene the same like things visually as a tester right you're not looking at lines of code necessarily maybe you do have some sort of a console up looking at things as well but Hmm. but then you become blind to certain things over time and then that's how bugs make it into games and how like or maybe that's not exactly how bugs make it into games but sometimes or you just you just don't know how someone's yeah you you don't know how somebody's going to attack a certain a certain thing you know i think that's the biggest one is the fact of like trying there's no absolute way you could reason out all of the edge cases like you try to do it as much as possible that's why you want to bounce ideas off people especially kind of break down into detail how you're trying to achieve that so that they can point out well what if the player does that and you're like oh shit i didn't think about that Mm. like had that happen a lot so no definitely communication is key in this industry i feel here's another thing i was just watching one of those clickbait youtube videos let's be honest like most of them are they're like top 10 list and like other (laughs) shit and some of them are good this one was the wired video for every most iconic which is a funny word when it comes to video games the the most iconic video games of each year since 1979 and the reason why i wanted to watch it was just to see the leaps forward in technology and stuff each year for the iconic games and sometime somewhere around like the mid 90s things started to look really like more realistic and like crazy we made the jump from like 16 bit to 32 bit you know from like mm-hmm. super nintendo to playstation but then it got to and a lot of those would be interesting to talk about but and and some of their choices were like all right <laughs> but you know it's like they usually we use the word iconic it's like okay you know you picked uh what do they pick you know they picked um like tomb raider over diablo because tomb raider is more iconic you know and, mm-hmm. and whatnot um but anyway it came to undertale i think 2014 2015 somewhere there and that was made by one person and i wasn't like a fan of that game necessarily it's not really like just my type of game it's just oddball but there were so many weird uh, design choices in that game is made by one guy and he intentionally I think it was a guy that made it anyway Toby something anyway so he what I thought was interesting with the way they described it was that he didn't like certain gameplay elements that he'd seen in other games like fetch quests and stuff like that so he's like I'm not going to do fetch quests in this game you know and he gave players branching paths through, through decisions like, if you didn't want to fight a boss, you wouldn't necessarily have to fight them. You could, like, try to be- befriend them instead. Right. And that would create all these different paths to an ending. And that's sort of why that game became iconic or whatever. It got this, like, not even a cult following, like a mass following from people who liked it for different reasons. Like, what are some, what are some like, design choices in, in games that or just, like, different things that, 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 that seem, like, monotonous to you in games at times? Things like if you were to make your own game that you would avoid doing. I mean, kind of like tying into the fetch quests. I think there's a way to make them less gut-wrenching. Oh, yeah. And monotonous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can break it away from that 
too uh-huh. much, it's like it starts just like killing you inside is when you have to do it for such a sh- like long stretch, like grinding, for example. Mm. So if you can make grinding like this less repetitive, just, okay, it's muscle memory. I'm like watching YouTube while I'm doing this. It's like, why are you like, what are you giving me really? You're just sitting here <laughs> right. like, you just give me experience a code sequence to help yeah. you do something at some, uh, this point. Just to extend just it feels like it just extends the gameplay session. It doesn't really increase the enjoyment necessarily. It's just like right. just teasing this out to a much longer than it needs to be. It just feels too basic for me. Like mm-hmm. I want to kind of push it where I'd be like, okay, well, fetch fetch quests have their place in my opinion. Like more in the kind of open sandbox MMO type games. So where players are generating those fetch quests. So it's a more interactive experience as well. And not this go here, accept, run here, do, come back, turn Mm. in, accept again, you know, like back and forth, back and forth Mm. where there's actually like engagement and. Well, what, what is that? Well, I was, I was just going to, I was going to follow it up and say like, how do you do that? How do you get, keep players engaged because a lot of times it's like okay bunch of dialogue don't care i just want to get this over with like what is it is it like more reward there is it more engaging storytelling like what is it i think so like the art rp communities are great examples right like if you could give them and it's basically just like a ui and system that you know i can generate like say my role in this game is a crafter for whatever reason i can then instead of running out chopping trees doing all this you know start generating something for another player to do that might lead him to another adventure right interesting so it's like you start becoming instead of programming these very linear um path quests right you give a player that role of that NPC of like a crafter or a shop owner, or whatever, if they mm. choose and then generate like freaking new and original content huh? and then tie that into, I mean, there's a whole big untapped business between that. I think people are missing out with the RP integrating Twitch and even bringing chat into it. Yeah. Like, there's just so many freaking ideas out yeah. there. Well, you, you talked about that the last time that we, that we spoke and, and you were talking about a, concept for and obviously you're not going to give out if you've if, if you've advanced the concept at all but like the framework of it was you know twitch chat being able to influence things like weather cycles and and, and things of that nature and you know a, a an interactive world where people are taking on the roles that would normally be occupied by npcs and people are like taking there's like it's like an interesting role, you know, not just like a shopkeep or whatever. Some generic person just stands in one place, you know, <laughs> like they have a job to do. Right. Everyone. Oh, do you even take it a step further and think about like, what if you could just have someone in your chat through some whatever means you want to do? That's like details later down the road. But basically become that NPC you're interacting with. So you like okay. you're talking to the NPC in game, but it's what that chat <laughs> person in chat is typing in there. Right? Yeah. Interesting. And if you go kind of like, you know rock star level where you can kill npcs if you want and then that kind of interaction if you get some random troll you don't just start oh yeah huh yeah kind of interaction as well but there's also like you want to be careful right you don't want to like 
create this monster either. You don't want to give the chat too much power. You want to talk about edge cases, Twitch well, chat. Well, you don't want to give like the <laughs> caster like ways to abuse their true. chat. True. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like, I think that just breeds any like you still you got toxicity coming from you know chat, and you also have it being mirrored by the caster of sometimes. Course. It's not necessarily their fault. Like if you're getting an earful of it day in day out, like mm. it's gonna eventually start like yeah permeating hell man i mean recently in my stream listen i don't really get trolls when i get them sometimes what upsets me the most is just like you're killing my vibe bro and so i want to i want to i want to find a clever way to insult them right it's just like Mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like as clever as they are you know calling me like bald and like oh you look like you're 50 and stuff like that like you know but i can try i can try to you know bring them down but then, and then, like you're bringing yourself down to their level. I'm like, man, I fell yeah. for it again. No, like you're recognizing them, right? <laughs> exactly. So, God, at my age, <sighs> I should learn the lesson, but it's fall for it. It's sometimes, you know. <laughs> In a perfect world, like if I had a perfect chat, which is fucking impossible, but. <laughs> it would just be you get that troll come in and pop off and just nobody recognizes it and they either yeah. leave or just start acting like a normal person. Yeah. That's w- like the perfect thing. But you could never get your someone's gonna jump Dude. on them and then start like some little fight. Dude. I want a slash ghost command for people so that they keep typing but they don't know that no one can see it. Oh, that would be <laughs> That'd be, I don't like, there That's, would be some backlash somehow. I don't oh, know yeah, how I know, I get mad at it. But. I just want it. I don't, I'm not saying it's right. I just, I just want it. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily wrong though. Cause it's like, uh, it's your freaking yeah. space, right? You can, should be able to do whatever mm. you want with chat in a certain, you know, but I guess it comes into what if someone's saying something right and he's just suppressing them. Right. Oh, of course, yeah. So that kind of comes into the, like, okay, we'll fuck Yeah. That. Let's shelve that idea until we can figure mm-hmm. a way around that mess. Yeah. What about, like, games they have? Some games have had, you know, if they if people cheat in games, then their, their matchmaking will only let them play with cheaters, you know? It's like... It's I like mean, a, no, that's... I like that idea. I've been wanting that for a while. Yeah. They should put cameras in there just so people can watch. That'd be, like, the biggest viewed Twitch stream. I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, oh my god just do that for any multiplayer game and then just turn into a sub do some crazy stuff you'd be fucking racking it <laughs> damn well yeah man it sounds like um you know your your career is is it, like how do you think here's a question it's, it's just a general question like, how mm-hmm. do you think you would feel like you've worked on this project for for a long time let's say that it was like a couple of years then all of a sudden they just got dropped and then like not allowed to work on it anymore. It's over. Got to move on to the next thing. How do you think that would feel? I mean, like part of you kind of wants to finish it out, but if it's once something's out of my control, I'm I I let go pretty easy. Okay, you don't get to be too, honest. You can don't, I don't get, too, get too, it. too tore up about it. Okay. I mean, I, you always want to do good, right? But you also got to like you can't sit there and dwell on all the negative and downs all the time. Fair Otherwise, enough. you just get stuck down there. Hmm. So yeah. I just like to kind of focus on like, okay, cool. Well, at least I've learned all this new stuff that I can, you know, bring to whatever we move on to next. Yeah. I guess you got to be mentally strong to be in that industry. And it and definitely no- helps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but is there also maybe a relief in that too? It's like, okay, well, it, it's almost like, you know, starting off as a fresh spawn in like Daisy or whatever. It's like, okay, a new challenge, a new, new opportunity to learn and, and create something new. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I'd agree. I'm trying to make an analogy. I just it was a it was a, a clumsy analogy, but like, what's the? I was just trying to think of like what's the difference between yeah, like like what is the what are the uh, well like what's the feeling of you know completing something versus like failing? You know. Well, I mean, when you complete it, obviously you kind of have something to show because if you yeah. fail, there's nothing there, right? So, kind of and, 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 that, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Like you have this, you have this project that people will never know, like what, what actually went on with it and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get, well, like, I mean, imagine Fortnite, like Fortnite was an alpha forever. And oh, I, yeah. You know, I was a tester in that for three, four years in the alpha mm. state. And there was a time period where I wondered if any, if the public would ever see it, you know, because it seemed like it was about to die. It really did. Like, how much more money are they going to pump into this? But then it got, it almost got to like, uh, you know, it got too big and then they had worked on it too long. It's like, eventually they're going to have to release it. Right. And then they did have a I mean, release date. And then, the, and then, they, then, the, then the battle royale thing happened and then nothing mattered after that. But imagine a huge project like that and it just <laughs> never came to light. I think yeah. it would have been sad because like it unlocked a lot of tech that kind of helps games. Yeah, for sure. Progress, I guess. Right. Cause you, you don't want to throw everything out. Cause it's like, Oh, well we've, you know, modified this engine. So it does this now and people can take, you know, look at that and go, mm. Oh fuck. This gives us so many more opportunities to, you know, push this design or even now go here where we thought we'd never be able to go. Mm. So it's never truly waste, but like, yeah, I guess there is some of that kind of like, ah, oh, damn, it would have been nice at least to see what they thought of it. Well, it, or is, is there a difference? Is there a difference between the type of project is like, maybe it's something that's more near and dear to your heart, something that you would actually want to play versus something you're just attached to, or is it all just work and it's all just learning? And like, I'm looking at it the wrong way from like a gamer's perspective. I mean, if it's your passion project, like it's different. I'm pretty sure it would be like you'd be good oh, at, right? Yeah, I'm talking um, about more a, of like a team setting, but yeah, like on a on a like a general project. I guess yeah, it depends on like how interesting I'm finding the game. I've been lucky enough that all the games I've worked on, I've at least been you know like this is cool. I'd really like to see it, you know, work out. Things come up though, so your expectations of what it could have been might change so that's where you start kind of at least in my mind losing that attachment of hmm. like i really want this to come out versus like eh, i hope it works gotcha gotcha got to kind of take it take it not get so intense about it to where it's like life and death for you yeah i, I just don't i'd like, I, I, like i'm just I'm, like brush no no yeah. i understand what you're saying like it's not like i feel like i'm brushing it off it's just kind of like I understand what's going on from all perspectives, like mm -hmm. from the business side and the work side right. of like, okay, well, if we just can't get what we're trying to go for, obviously, why would we put that out mm -hmm. if it's not what we wanted, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to give you something that we don't even want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're building this thing. And if it's not quite working, we don't want to give you something that's broken, right? Yeah. Regardless of like, oh, well, I mean, you could do stuff in there. But if it's not what we were setting out to build, it's not going to be right in our minds. Gotcha. So you just got to know when to let things go, I guess. Yeah. It's more of a letting go. Yeah. And, like, and you know, this isn't just this just isn't going to work. Maybe yeah. we can pick it up later and revisit it because you mm. could be due to like tech restrictions, uh, staff restrictions could be due to anything. Well, I mean, that I just wanted to like 
since I since I'm not on that side of it, it's always nice to hear what the mindset is. I think that again, I think we yeah, I think we broached this topic the last time. It's like, well, people that play games don't really understand that. Okay, like whatever tweets that are like t- said publicly about you know communicating to the players. That's not the entire picture. There's things that go on behind the scenes. There's the oh, decision. Yeah. The th- decisions are not made lightly when yeah. it comes to things, you know. And you know, we talked about you know Daisy standalone and how you know some of the struggles in that and and people's perception of how how that process went. And it's not, it's like yeah, these guys weren't slacking off. Oh know? God, no, fuck. No. <laughs> I mean, hell, thing, like... look at them now. Look at them now. I mean, they've got a the good product now. They got a good product yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the thing, and it's interesting, like when I was home for the holidays and talked to my mom who works for like a corporation in banking and just kind of like they get one day off, right, for Christmas. They just get oh. Christmas off. Oh, my. So they're working like Christmas Eve and then they get New Year's off and that's it. And then like just these single holidays, it's not like they get like a week off for Christmas or anything. Hmm. I think that's what makes our industry kind of unique. And there might be other industries that do it as well, but like we got like a week off for Christmas, but like mandatory. Yeah. And then like, we'll get, you know, big, depending on how many days Thanksgiving, like if it falls on Wednesday, we might get off till the next Monday to Mm -hmm. give you those extra days because I feel like we definitely earn those. Like we're pulling long shifts sometimes and, you know, higher up does everything in my experience so far, which has been great to avoid that as much as possible because they're not trying to kill you right yeah but there are just those some moments where it's like hey and it's not like at least where i'm working right now i've never felt pressured to stay i've I've felt like hey i want to help the team and let's Mm. achieve this goal well that's nice i think that i i think that i saw brian tweet this recently it was something to the extent of company he never he said something like and this isn't a direct quote but never understood companies that value like time in the seat, like time worked versus like productivity. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think it's just part of like almost the work culture in America. Right. Mm -hmm. Where unless you're putting in X amount of hours a day, you're not doing anything productive. Right. Dudes who could knock out a bunch of stuff real quick and don't even need to be there the whole week. I mean, I've heard of stories where, uh, just people that work in entertainment or whatever it is and they you know they're contracted for a project and they're getting it done too quickly so the people don't feel like they're getting their money's worth or something and they're pissed you know because they're like we're paying you for 40 hours of work and you're getting it done in 20 it's like that's not fair it's like well isn't the end result what matters yeah and then shouldn't you just like only bill them for 20 then and like why are you giving them the extra 20 i don't know man i don't understand how they got it done yeah i don't understand how those contracts work but Uh, um yeah i mean it's just down to quality at that point yeah exactly like did you did you bring it to the standard we asked for and it's like okay well you said it'd take 40 you did 20 but hey, we, these are the things we want you to change. And if you are as a contractor, like, nah, dude, I'm done, then you're doing your job wrong. Honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, fair you enough. should be like, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, you guys gave me that 20, so I'll, that's what, how you should be. Is like, mm-hmm. knock it out early, throw back for feedback, fix, throw back, like, constant review mm-hmm. and check. Do you, do you ever feel like you get burnt out at work? Or has it been like a healthy balance for you? I know you said you work some long hours sometimes. I don't think like there's been days I come home exhausted, 
and like fried for the day, but I've never felt like burnt, like burnout to me at least means like, I'm fucking done with this. I don't ever want to touch another computer in my life. Mm-hmm. I boot up Mario and I get nauseous or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I that's got you. burnt out to me of like, yeah. I'm done and through with anything game related or at yeah. least like taking a year off or something. Mm. I'm not saying it's not possible. It definitely sure. depends on like the type of project you're working on. Um, if you're not yeah. really enjoying what you're working on, that likelihood of burnout, I think, is mm. probably just going to increase. Yeah. Well, it seems like it seems like you've been treated pretty well. So uh, to date anyway. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Did you need a break at all? There was like a couple more things that I wanted to. No, I'm good. You're good. Okay, cool. I just wanted to kind of tie up some loose ends from the last time, you know, last time we talked. Um, You know, we went through your sort of military service a little bit. We had though you told the one story, you told the one story about the um, proposition that you had. (laughs) <laughs> but you, you got a ride to the um oh yeah you, you yeah. were gonna get a ride to the strip club it was, a, it was a pretty sweet oh deal God. it was five bucks you know turned out that there was some strings attached to that yeah it wasn't really a cab ride at all. it wasn't a cab <laughs> ride and then you know there was the guy that didn't he didn't show up for oh god yeah <laughs> he didn't show up for a couple of days and he <laughs> ended up with uh you know an std or something and then <laughs> Uh, yeah, you said that there was some more stories associated possibly with that weekend. You had that 96 hour leave. I mean, that was probably like the most eventful point of it. There was okay. a bunch of other leaves where stuff would pop off. But like the only thing else that happened during that was like, uh, oh, actually, no, it was a really good one. But it's <laughs> okay. I don't know, dude. Like, how do you mm. rate your podcast? So like, an <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely explicit. So, okay. So we had our 96 and we were supposed to do like defense week when we came back. So like you're basically living out of holes for the week in the middle of the woods. Um, So like hygiene's not all going to be that great. Right. And they told us when we went out, like, don't get tattoos. And I remember that. So I was like, fuck that. It's like the perfect time to get one and I already know what <laughs> I want. And like the first day of that 96, I went out and got like my forearm tattooed. What was the tattoo, by the way? I don't think you said what it was. It's just uh, like very loosely uh, relating to my job in the military. That's what I figured. That's what I figured it was. It's not like anything like crazy moto or anything. Gotcha. But so I got that and it was like my first tattoo ever. So that was kind of because I got like on my forearm and it didn't like really hurt. It's just kind of that weird like. Everything's yeah. vibrating. Like the vibration is what you feel more huh. until he got like close to my tendon, you know, that runs into your Ooh. bone. And when he went over that, it was just because it would travel down the tendon and like my middle finger was jumping. It was <laughs> just like this weird pain, but like not unbearable, just fucking more annoying than anything else. Like yeah. you just wanted it to stop. Getting stung. Yeah. It's almost but, like it yeah. somehow traveling down your tendon. And it was oh. interesting. Yeah involuntary involuntary spasms and stuff happening yeah but after that like then the next night that uh quote-unquote cab ride incident (laughs) happened yep and then the next day we were at a beach in wilmington um because that's where like all like the college kids went to and stuff so like people our age and we met this dude on the beach and i wasn't 21 yet i was like i was 19 at the time yeah, just turned 19. And so this dude, you know, older dude walks up and he's like, you guys want beers? He's like handing out beers. 
And then he brings in like this younger dude. He's like, this is my son. He's going to the air force boot camp." So we're all like, fuck yeah. And like start drinking with this dude on the beach. And he's like, I'm going to Hooters. You guys want to go? And we're all like, yeah. So we all go to Hooters and he's buying us like pictures of freaking beer. Because yeah. he like found out we were in the military. So now we're basically like he's paying for everything and we're like giving his son like a going away to the Air Force party. And so then he's like, all right, I'm going to the strip club. I know the guy who owns it. You guys want to come? Oh, Why the strip club again? <laughs> it's just the culture, I guess, yeah, man. It's cool. It's cool. I'm like, it's uh, like strip clubs are not my thing. Like you always want to go to one just for the experience, right? Yeah. Like, okay. like you said, it's like a rite of passage. Yeah. And then after that, it's just kind of like, oh, fuck. But at that point, like everyone's going. So it's like, well, do I like these guys are my ride? So I can't really not say, no, I don't want to go. Mm. Pre, um, Pre-Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-Uber. <laughs> this is like 2006. Yeah. So they all pile into my buddy's car. And I guess we had like met another one of our buddies at hooters who said he wanted to come because hmm. their car was full so i had to ride with um this dude who i learned was like i think a staff sergeant hmm. but i don't know like what branch i think he said army i was really drunk i just know he had some kind of military rank hmm. according to him the staff and yeah i mean a, a car full of guys military guys heading to the strip club what can go wrong right <laughs> <laughs> well so, we need another car oh boy so their car was full so i ended up riding with him and we lose them at a light. And I'm just like, whatever, nonchalant. Like, oh, well, that sucks. They'll catch up. Pretty fucking drunk at this point. And then we get to the strip club. And he's like, where's all your buddies? And I was like, I don't know. Fucking they got hung up on a light. I'll call them. So we're trying to give them directions. But then, like, I guess a couple guys got way too sick during that car ride. Oh, shit. So they just headed back to the hotel. And I'm like, well, I'm, like, screwed now because I don't know where I'm at. I'm like drunk as hell i'm 19 somehow getting into this 21 only strip club <laughs> so he like walks me through the door and gets me and he's like well fuck him and it's just me and his son and he's giving us money to fucking you know throw at the strippers yeah buying all our drinks we racked up like a 500 fucking bill jeez and this dude just covered all of it i've never met this dude this is like i've known him for like five hours maybe uh, and well, i was just he's just like i'm going back to the you know oh no he was like getting pretty slosh and he's looking at the bar or one of the bouncers, big dude. And he's like, I don't know what the fucking problem, dude. I don't know what the dude's problem is. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have to go over there and fix that guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. And I'm like, <laughs> five, six, maybe a buck 20 at this point. Cause I'm yeah. still like a string being from boot camp. And I walk out to the dude and I was like, Hey, look, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want any trouble here. I don't want shit to get hot, but my staff's on over there, like, thinks you're giving him, like, fucking angry eyes or some shit. And, like, look, I don't want him to step in and calm things down, right? And he's just, like, looking at me, like, trying so hard not to laugh. But he knows I'm, like, drunk as fuck. He's like, go tell your staff sergeant. It's all good. I was just checking things out. Didn't recognize him. I know him. It's all good. Go back. Tell him it's all good. I was like, all right. And I, like, waddle over. And I'm like, you know, sit down. Like, I just fucking kicked his ass. Like, I took care of his staff sergeant. It's all good. He's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. He's like, all right, I'm going to go crash. Here's some money. Pay your bill. And fucking, I don't even remember his son's name. Make sure he gets back okay. And I'm like, all right. He's like, oh, and here's some money for some fucking lap dances. Get some lap dances. And like, he's throwing $100 bills. And I'm like, there's no way a staff star makes this much money. What the fuck is going on? And so he bounces. And his son's going and getting uh, 
lap dances and I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. So I'm just like throwing it onto like the dance fucking platform just to get rid of it. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know. It's just whatever, dude. It's not my money. Right. Yeah. You didn't like go, you didn't go to the strip club to get lap dances. It's like, I went for the booze. It was yeah. just the drinks I gave a fuck about. Right. And I was pretty good at that point. But so <laughs> this like, Swear to God, she had to be like the house mom. Good for 40. Uh, walks by and she had like a 50 tucked in her G-string and it like fell out. So I picked it up and I'm like fucking smash at this point. I was like, hey, hey, drop this. And I don't know if she realized that I was giving it back or she thought I was paying her. <laughs> just oh. trying to be like, you know, like smooth about it. Oh, boy. Like, hey, you drop this. Because um, I don't really remember my tone and I just know I was like super drunk. Yeah. I was like trying to be helpful. It's like, like, hey, you, you this fell out of your G string. I'm sure the <laughs> way you were talking, this. it was hard to know like what you were like trying oh, to. Yeah. Cause because dr- all the music. Well, like drunk, drunk tone is like the same no matter what you say. It oh, all yeah. kind of comes out the same, kind of slurred. <laughs> <laughs> Vague. So, anyways, she like takes it and she's like, Oh, thanks, sweetie, and just like fucking starts giving me like a 20 minute lap dance. Or felt like 20 minutes. I don't know how long it actually was. But Dude, it was just so weird. Like the second time experience at a strip club, and it's just like the booze is great. Yeah. But just that moment just stuck out because, like, <laughs> acting like I was going to somehow smash this dude who would like snap me in half. And then, like, the first thing that when a 50 falls to the ground, I was like, oh, I better give this back to her. She needs this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good, it was a good thought. It, but you oh, weren't, dude, I just, you weren't expecting a I, reward for it. No, I just get like, I go through like, two stages when I'm drunk where I'll get like super protective of like whoever I'm chilling with. Yeah. So it's not like I try to fight people. I'm just like, Hey dude, just chill. Cause like, who knows? There's a lot of us here. You know, we like planting that seed of like, go the fuck away. You're like going to start some shit. Yeah. And then I just move into like, I'm nice to fucking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. So, so you're like, uh, you're kind of like a happy drunk, but also like a kind of like paranoid drunk during like the middle phase somewhere. Yeah, where I'm like worried something's going to pop off and someone's <laughs> going to. Because like, dude, that's something that sucked about going out with a bunch of freaking dudes in the infantry is that they just like always got something to prove. So they just mm. like snap. I oh, yeah. Like, the, the, I just want to come here and have fun, not like yeah. fucking bail you out of jail again, dude. Come right. On. Yeah. They, they got to establish themselves as the alpha males, right? Or whatever. Like, they're not going to be showing floats, up by everybody, yeah. any other anybody yeah, else not yeah. when they're drunk they're a badass no. dude they kill people for a living yeah man absolutely <laughs> so i mean that yeah that's a good that's a good follow-up to that story basically the madness just continued and then oh, but, yeah. you, but you made it back oh so after. like i went to get him because he was at the freaking like the dance platform like hey we gotta go he's like hold on dude i'm, I'm gonna talk to this chick because i think i'm going back with her and I'm like, <laughs> I like look up at her like, is he or is he just really drunk? And she's like, we'll talk to you outside. And I was like, oh boy. okay, maybe this shit is happening because they're going to talk to us. Out- all right. Mm. So then I'm like, all right, let's go. And then like we're sitting out there and I was like, this just doesn't like if they're interested, we wouldn't be waiting out here this long. So I was like, come on, let's go. And he's like, no, no, no. She said, wait. I was like, bro. They were just trying to brush us off and be nice about it so we didn't start shit. Like, you're drunk. Let's go crash. Where's your hotel? He's like, nah, trust me. I'm going to marry this chick. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I thought I was drunk. Oh, no. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to babysit this kid. And I'm like, 
fucking two steps from passing out myself. Isn't that great? When you're like the drunkest person in the room, you think, and then you find someone drunker and then you have to babysit them. Like, I hate that. Like that's, that's gotta be what drives people to just to get obliterated. So they don't become that person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. So then I'm like kind of sobering up at this point. So it's like a fucking buzzkill and they end up coming out. And I was like, hold on, hold on, let me go talk to him. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to make this creepy. Like, were you just trying to get rid of him? Because he's like got a dead set in his head that like, you're going to marry this dude for some reason. And she's like, oh God, no, just can you get him back? And like, just <laughs> tell him we'll like link up with him in the morning. We're super tired. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give him the spiel. So I go and give him the spiel. And I'm like, come on, we'll just go back. And I finally get him into his, like his dad's already like dead to the world on the bed. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like heave him onto the bed. And like fall asleep on the floor and wake up like once I sobered up and then I just like snuck out and called. Oh the cab. yeah, yeah. So he's like, want... I don't fucking know this dude. I'm not yeah. feel like I'm not gonna sleep in this random dude's room on the you... floor for much longer. Oh my god! Imagine the morning. Yeah, I didn't want to. I was just like, we'll just sneak uh, out of here. Yeah, it's actually better that it happened at that time period because you probably I don't even know if you had each other's phone numbers, so like. You're just not going to see did, that guy. Yeah. You did. Okay. But some people didn't have cell phones yet and stuff right. like that. So, yeah. like, so it's easier I for couldn't you to get a hold. Yeah. It's yeah. easier, easier for you just to just to kind of let that situation be. And it, it's just like a story now. And you're not like, I don't know. You guys aren't like Facebook friends now and like awkwardly right, saying hi to each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Cause like, like thinking back on it, like there's no Google Maps then. I was on like one of those Nextel flip phones. Mm-hmm. And so like the dude's phone numbers, like I, you knew it was that crazy horse, but I didn't know where the fuck I was. Like, I could be in Raleigh. Crazy horse in, again. Yeah, that was, yeah. like, the number one place to go. Crazy yeah. horse or Dirtwood? No, Driftwood. Dirtwood. Sorry, we, we called it Dirtwood, but the real right name on, was, like, right Driftwood yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that was where all the, the magic happened. But it was, like, a chain. There was, like, a chain of crazy horses yeah. through North Carolina. Interesting. Interesting. So, I was, like, so. I had to call a cab and just, here's where my hotel is, because I know where the fuck that is. Just take me there. But you guys, you guys worked hard and played hard. You know, it's like, yeah. When you had your leave, that was kind of the thing. All yeah, the guys. I think I played hard like the first year or two. And then after that, I was like, dude, yeah. I'm losing so much money. This is not, <laughs> I don't make enough to do this. Right. Every day if I want to walk out here with like something uh-huh. to get me by till I find a job after I'm uh-huh. And like, at what point had you decided that you were going to serve your four years and then just be done? Uh, I was on the fence about it after the first deployment and the second deployment kind of sealed the deal mm, gotcha. just because I was not a fan of the leadership at mm. the higher level. I just okay. felt like they were just not in touch with reality. Um, yeah. I mean, really the point I wanted to touch on was like your decision to, to, to leave the military because at a time, you know, that there was, there was possibly some, some chatter with, with people about like possible career paths through the military. Right. Like you had, you had even discussed um, presidential security or something like that at one point. Yeah, thank God. I didn't do that. <laughs> like, at what point did you actually? Was that like brought up? Was that early on? Um, like when I was talking to the recruiter, I didn't really know what I. Oh, did, I see. Oh, to that's do. when it was. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What about like what has top secret clearance?" And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, presidential security." And I was like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh, you guard the president." And I'm like, "Well, fuck yeah, that'd be what's badass. More, what's Hell more yeah, badass let's do that, than that shit. man. Yeah, right." And yeah. then they. Oh, my God. If they had to tell me, like, yeah, you stand outside a door at, like, fucking attention or parade rest or whatever you need to be at at the time for, like, fucking eight-hour shifts, like, fuck, no one would sign up for that shit. Damn. I don't know, man. I think that, I like, I wish I would have 
gone into the military. I wish I would have pulled the trigger on it. Do you feel like that gave you, I, I think that the, the stereotypical thing is like, oh, it gave you discipline or whatever. It's like, you can get discipline from other things, but do you feel like going into that as a young man, like you uh, gain like work ethic or other things gave you, um, I mean, certainly the ideas of like life and death become a different concept when you're deployed and stuff like that. I can't even imagine, but like, what are some, I, what are some takeaways from it? You think? I mean, I guess you just, you definitely, I don't know, at least for me came kind of to terms with the whole death thing. Cause you were like kind of forced into it. Yeah. Or at least I felt that way. Like, well, ways to try to alleviate freezing up is just kind of recognizing, okay, well, what if this happens? And it's like, well, then it fucking happens and you just fucking, you're dead. So what the fuck does it matter? Just <laughs> get shit done. Yeah. See, it's like you just kind of don't hang, or I don't feel I hang up on that kind of stuff as much. Mm. Maybe it's just been kind of slightly a gift where it's easy for me to just let go of things when I know that they need to be let go. Mm. But definitely like the the work ethic, I think, came into play. But it's not like I have a, an amazing work work ethic. It's just that I feel like if I'm getting fair treatment or I have confident, competent leadership, I feel like trying to do my best, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you don't, it just breeds that resentment of like, I'm over here busting my ass. And you don't even know what the fuck you're doing over there. <laughs> like, why am I wasting my time? Because yeah. we're eventually going to crash and burn because the motherfucker, you're going to steer us into a rock. Like, yeah. I can't do shit about it in, you know, the position I'm in. Yeah. What a toxic mentality to have. And it's just really destructive towards your own to yourself and everybody else around you, too. It's like. Yeah, I'll, I'm only going to try equivalent to the, how everybody else is trying. And if nobody else is pulling their weight, then I'm not going to either or however. Well, it's not so much of that, but you just lose like that motivation to do your job. Yeah. So you're just not going to perform as well, right? Yeah, I'm going to perform commensurate to my pay and all this, you know, yeah. I don't I don't feel like that. But well, I mean, if you had that toxic mentality. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm no. saying. No, I wasn't saying oh. like for you, I was saying like. In the on the negative side of it, if you hadn't had, I'm talking about like people that that like the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, the other side of the spectrum, the people that come into it with a little bit of an entitlement and like thinking, I deserve this, I deserve that. You know, you had experience, you know, serving a greater cause, right? I've always gone into like expecting that I need to prove that I've earned something, right? Like mm. I need to earn this. I'm not owed anything. Is that like a chip on Until your shoulder or is, or is it just, or is it just like pride? Like the, the just, good side of pride. I know pride has like negative sides <laughs> to it too. I think it's just like the common sense thing to do, right? Like if someone's paying you to do a service, you want to prove that you're prove worth that. that you can do it and yeah. prove you, you know, can earn that wage. Yeah. And then the, on the other side of things, they need to recognize like, whoa, this dude's like really good. He should earn more or, you know, like busting his ass and, you should be rewarded for your work as well. Sure. Because it's like if they don't help you grow, like what? It's like mm. companies need to see a fucking employees of fucking like fruit tree. You want to grow and make that motherfucker fruit a shit mm. ton. Not just like, hey, look, yeah. I got a fruit tree. Because yeah. like, cool, no one gives a fuck. Is it even growing? Did you water that thing? Yeah. I mean, is it is does the word ownership, like what does that mean to you? In like what sense? Just like in your work, in your life, like. Like you're responsible for it. So it's going to be ref like a reflection of you, right? If I'm in charge of this system and it fucking sucks yeah. and I just look like a shitty, like, why the fuck do, do we hire you? Or if yeah. it's subpar, 
then that just reflects of like, well, are you hitting a bar here where you don't know this knowledge? I mean, mm. maybe like get you that mm. or are you just like so, uh, motivated, like th- that kind of stuff? Yeah. Who are you trying to prove it to the people around you, to yourself? Like, who do you most care about, like your works? I think I just want to see how far I can take things mm. like. Just I'm always going to want to yeah. like be pushing something right and like see, OK, I mean, obviously, let's first establish the base and make sure it works. But then after that, like my pride is like, all right, cool. I got this thing working. Let's see how cooler we can make it. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's part of being a creator in all aspects. Somebody who's iterating and improving constantly and that and it's and that's that that's that's what drives you right to like continue to like just do awesome shit and make it more mm-hmm. awesome. Right. Like in general. I mean, I think there's some point of like validation too, right? You want someone to validate that your thoughts, your ideas were cool or good or whatever. Yeah, sure. But there's also that like, Oh, they didn't like that. And instead of getting like crushed or like poopy about it, just like, okay, well, why? Like, mm. what if I'd done this instead then without have you know, yeah. Solicited a better response or, mm. You know, oh yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't see that before. Yeah, that was fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. And you learn from it. I guess that I guess that's the negative side of pride, right? Like maybe you made something you're like, man, everyone's gonna love this, and then people find ways to shit on it, and you're like, oh, how am I gonna take this feedback? And, yeah, like, and, fuck you. No, it was brilliant. Like you guys are the ones that are wrong. It's like, <laughs> well, if you got a lot more people saying you fucked up than aren't. Like mm. time for some self reflection. So, so some of your I don't know. Is that some of the military mindset? Do you think that that's going to help you in the future when it comes to, you know, taking constructive feedback? You think that's fair? I didn't get that from the military. Fuck no, no, you didn't get. Okay. No, there was no constructive feedback. You just got <laughs> screamed at if you fucked up. I guess I, wor- <laughs> I worded that wrong, but just more like the the strong mind is what I was. I, I think I actually picked up I don't a know. lot of that from college because yeah, we were I don't always yeah. like encouraged to kind of. Huh. You know, hey, I like what you did here. What do you think about doing this oh, here? Do you think that that's really constructive? Like, yeah. Okay. So you don't want to be like, yo, this looks good, but this is fucked up and blah, blah, blah. Mm. If obviously you're bought, they're, they're bought. Yeah, yeah. If you're their boss and you're, you know, delegating them work, then it needs to be done to how you want it. But if you're huh. trying to like communicate with someone, someone who's done something creatively that is not for you, like it's a whole different way of approaching it, which I wish, you know, the internet community to pick up on why yeah because that totally. would just be because instead of like cool the dude fucked up and you're just smashing him like god damn you obviously need to get some shit off your chest as yeah. well because like why are you so aggressive it, bro it, like you why know, are you slaying him for it dude it really bothers me nowadays that there isn't a path to redemption for people you make one you make it depends on the severity of it obviously yeah we always talk about edge cases mm-hmm. but come on man like one word is language that powerful? Can we not allow someone to apologize and move on? Like people are just stained forever. I think it depends though, right? Cause like, yeah, the, it does depend. The, the reason I would technically get hung up on that is like, okay, yeah, he slipped up and I'm, I'd be able to forgive him for that. But like, has he changed or is it just like, oh, should have got caught and I got to like, mm. but he, and he's still thinking in that way. Yeah. That kind of shit is like, or like, are you doing this just for like that negative PR stuff? And so all of this was just all fake to begin with. You even saying the word type thing. Well, look at look at the uh, infamous like apology videos that come out on YouTube. These are guys that 
that did, you know, probably some heinous stuff. For instance, like the people who were advertising gambling sites for kids, you know, and stuff like that. And like the CSGO stuff. Yeah. Not disclosing that they were like owner, part owners of the company and all of the stuff, rigging roles for their videos, et cetera. And they nah. come out. You can see she's not good enough. You can see that they're not being fucking genuine. I feel like we have. Oh, yeah. We can tell. <laughs> you can look in someone's eyes and tell whether or not they're fucking sorry. Or There's whether no or not. You could, you yeah. could generally be sorry about that because it's like you're will, like if you were woefully doing it, sure, like they didn't know. But mm. they were willingly doing yeah. it. So it's like more of like, sorry, we got caught. Fuck, we'll stop, I guess. You guys caught us. Yeah. You know, please still buy our stuff or whatever. Give us your business. It's, it's like, just, nah, bro, you you should be abolished as a company at this point. Right, Go fuck off right. and do something else for a while. Exactly. But even someone like that, like if they paid their time, they come back and they make efforts to to do better and they, you know. Yeah, but have they proved they've changed? I think that's the biggest like, thing. How, yeah, me. now how do you do that? But there should be a path. Like contribute to what you took away from yeah. and like give back some. Yeah. Even, like don't just pay what you do. Give back a little bit mm. more to kind of. Sh- I mean, not you don't. I don't have know, to. man. Like I, it would be, it would go a long way if you were like you had X amount of community service yeah. and you continued with that afterwards. That's really showing, like, oh, do this dude's really trying to make a change now? All right, yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe, maybe something like that. You should never really be trusted with other people's money <laughs> when it comes to like that. You know, it's like well, there's got to be a lot more transparency if you. Oh are, yeah, that's no, for absolutely, sure. like, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. Sorry, dude, you fucked up too big for us to just like never think you'll never do it again if you think you can. Mm-hmm. I guess just speaking in generalities, you know, like just some people just they get written off and it's almost and we celebrate it rather rather than there being some sort of a mourning for that. You know, this this person, they're young. It's a young guy or, or, or gal and their life might just be like ruined and everyone's like, ha ha, great. You deserved it. And maybe maybe there's a place for that. But then it just like never ends. It's just this yeah, constant, it's like yeah. kicking a dead horse. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, they're already crashed and burned. And that it's just cringe to me when someone's already like down for the count, right? And you got guys like still like putting in their shitty two legs mm. that are just it's like you see it in chat. Like someone will get shut down and then people in chat will just keep like throwing their comebacks or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like it's like watching a toddler beat <laughs> like kick a freaking like gold weight boxer. Yeah. And then like turn around cheering like they're the one that knocked him out and you're just like oh god stop come on yeah but there's some sort of a human psyche you want to talk about abnormal psychology like i said freaking twitch chat <laughs> god maybe that'd be an interesting extent, study yeah, that would be but it's so like especially if they're aware of what's going on it just gets worse but most of it i feel is just like this is their way they've learned to get attention mm-hmm yeah, um, I mean, not necessarily 100 percent of the time, but it's just like typically if you ignore them and no one says anything, they just yeah. like, well, fuck, go away. they learn that yeah. doesn't work. And then they, some people start acting normal. They get attention. They go, oh, well, I got a better reaction out of this. Mm. Yeah, they're testing their li- they're, they're, they're always like a test the limits. That's yeah. that, that type of person. Yeah, they're yeah. feeling the room, basically. So if yeah. you let them know it's cold, like they'll fucking stop. <laughs> Most of them just go if away. They give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Either or it works for me, shit. It sounds like like when you went to school, it was such a blessing because you you kind of found your calling. Is that is that fair? I mean, I don't know if I'd like glorify. Well, I I don't know how else to put it, but like you put yourself on a more something that was 
utilizing your talents the way that I don't know. I think it was it gave me an a way to express my creativity. Yeah, there you go. That was fun and engaging. Mm. And that's uh, something I wanted to do more than a traditional job. Yeah. Um cuz after a while like doing the same thing over and over and over like assembly line or mm. you know, working in a coal mine or something like that, like it's a job that needs to be done, right? And then it's not like they pay bad. Just I would get bored. And then I would probably like be fucking up and half-assing my job. And it's like, at least this is somewhere I can like, I feel like I want to put my full effort into it. Right. I don't know. Like, I, I really enjoyed the last time when we talked about, you know, the stuff about Survivor games, a little insight on like how all of, all of that came together. And and how does all that shit with like Daisy was all condensed in this time period. And then when it was over, like what, when all of that like settled down, did it did it line up to where you were working or like what happened after that for you? Like when Daisy was like settling down like this last year, I don't know, like or, may, or maybe you still were still involved with it. Not not like developing, but you know what I mean? Like like stuff that you were playing, like like everybody put in so many damn hours into the mod and then some people transitioned oh, yeah. over into standalone and you guys had survivor games mixed in there, too. But then stuff kind of calmed down and like survivor games ended what was the transition for you? Did you still keep keep in touch with all the guys? And like, did you find yes other? Yes and no. no. I mean, I was like, like I'm like I said, when I'm done with something, I was like, all right, moving on to the next thing. Because like I have a hard time splitting my focus. Yeah. On two like major things because I want to you know make sure this one thing I'm working on right now is good. Survivor games, like the mod stuff ended. I think like we just kind of hit like a limit of what we could do. Right. So we're waiting for, you know, some more stable builds to come out. And it's, you know, in a, def- a game under development. So you can't really be mad at anybody. But no, it's still a great game. And I love it because it, it was something that I had been looking for for a while. Like early on in gaming of like, you'd be sitting there playing a game like, oh, it'd be great if, you know, this was going on. <laughs> and all of a sudden here comes, you know, Daisy Ma. And it's like, yeah. bro. I can live the zombie apocalypse and like, you got to <laughs> find stuff. It's like, and it feels immersive. It feels like yeah. I'm in this thing. Yeah. And just, you know, that sandbox role play opportunity, like jam introduced me to that. And that yeah. just like, Oh dude. Yeah. You can freaking do whatever the fuck you want. If you like, just kind of take different approaches. So you're not like just turning it into a spaz shit game. It really sounds like when I listen back to you talking about your experiences playing with him, jam jar, and how mm-hmm. he approached role play in DayZ, it sounds like that inspired kind of a game that you would want to make in the future. It's not, it sounds like some oh, of yeah. some of those, yeah, some of that like kind of bled into into like yeah, like a game that you would want to play. I would love to figure out a way to almost open up what would you call it, like a department right so you got your design working you got your art working programmers and then just like a small team on the side working on like you know systems to benefit role players Mm. if that game was you know something that would work so like an open world sandbox type game like you see with red dead with 3ms doing it and uh the gta 5 but like if you had a game like that like why not if you could afford it on a studio level, have a small team working on like, okay, how can we do RP stuff? Cause this is huge on Twitch. This is like more people want to get involved with this. We see it growing. We see, you know, how big it gets. And it's fucking endless, like, dude. Oh yeah. You're just, you're creating new content, you know, dep- 
depending on this title and the structure of it, maybe the like creators are looking at it and going like, oh shit, we could take a story mm-hmm. arc that way or do something. Mm-hmm. So you're just building more community. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that it's going, it's possible because of what's happening with Red Dead, you know, like that, you know, people, how people have embraced that, you know, and, and obviously a bunch of other games with RP, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a consideration you would think, right? I would like it to be, really. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you what's going to happen. No, I'm not trying to get that out of you, but it's like, I feel like it's it's definitely a possibility. But I have hell, if I'm the one to predict it, I... I would love to fucking get on something like that. Because yeah. it's like, it's an untapped market, so it's mm-hmm. not like cluttered with a bunch of people just throwing trash into it right now, thank God. Yeah, it kind of it kind of uh, seems like people are waiting for someone to do it right. Because like Identity yeah. RPG was supposed to be the one... And I, I don't know, maybe it'll get there eventually. I think there's still some like tech limitations and you got to find creative mm. solutions around that with like, okay, here's what I want to do. How can I like, that's like the golden freaking version of it. So you got to go, okay, what's realistic? What's going to be, you know, um, performance intensive, right? Let's cut that shit out. Like we want to make this stable. And then you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. So it's trying to choose, all right, what's just easy to like cut off and go, yeah, like, like that'd be great, but it's not going to kill the game if we don't have it, like establish that core loop. But you kind of see a little bit of it in the MMO genre of like, oh, people have all these animations to play with. So it's there, but it's still kind of like budding, I think. Well, yeah. And again, like the onus is a question I asked last time. It's like, is the onus on the developers is it on the players like it seems like it's more on the developers to give the players content to work with and something that's designed from the ground up to allow players to engage with each other seems to be the way forward right i mean just looking at youtube and twitch i mean the more you give people ways to make content working with them on a business level as well mm. so that you know everybody's benefiting from it Because there is, I don't know, I don't hear a lot of it, but I've heard it in passing once or twice that it kind of stuck in my brain. Like some people who are still kind of understanding Twitch look at it like they've done, you know, the game developers have built this thing and doing all that and they're making this much money. And then these guys are just doing nothing but playing it, but making this much money. Interesting. And it's like, yeah, but they're like providing an entertainment. Like the Twitch casters are entertaining people. Yeah. And then they're, you know, doing fun and entertaining things with your product. But if Mm. you give them more tools and they can grow, like they're going to want to share resources on that level. So it's just that's seems like a backwards mentality to me. But I guess far as what just well, was I hearing you right and saying, you know, like Twitch streamers making the shitloads of money off of a product that they paid very little for. And right. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. It's not really. That's not really the way it goes, though. No, because they're putting in like a shit ton of work and effort. Sorry. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not discouraging people from buying your game, by the way. No. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like (laughs) if you're having fun playing a game, that's the biggest selling point ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like you got to look at like what more can we do with these people and Mm. not just like. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anyone doing that. I've heard it from people outside the industry that have like said that. Like, no, I know, I know, I know. It's just, understand. yeah. If you did hear that, it'd be like, wait, what? 
we're, we're on right. your team, man. Come on. Like, it's not, it's not like an adversarial relationship at all. No, not at all. We're in favor of success. I just think it'd be cool to see more games embracing what they can do with platforms like Twitch and Mixer in yeah. their design. Yeah, like, okay, and how can we get that outside interaction? What influences could they control mm. that would make this more, mm. you know, un- of a unique experience? Yeah, beyond like drops where someone's just like showing yeah. up. I mean, that's cool. It's that's cool. Like easy stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it's easy stuff. But even that, people go freaking ape shit, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That stuff that's going on with Tarkov right now. Yeah, what's go- I saw it blow up on my Twitter lately. What's is this? I, is not- just, uh, people in uh, connect your Twitch account to Tarkov and then get drops randomly right like items if that are they're watching you yeah it's it's pretty simple wow, dude yeah that's fucking dope to see it is cool it's kind of like yeah. the first steps right yeah sure i mean other they've done it with like csgo and stuff like that you know cases of course with the cases you still got to buy keys but this with this it's not like that yeah <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's more rewarding the viewer yeah. and not necessarily like engaging them. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a simple thing. But even that people yeah. just love it, you know? Oh, yeah. Imagine imagine some sort of a a thing where the Twitch chat actually is 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 influencing things in a not not necessarily like even like negative or positive, just like an interesting way, you know, like an interesting, right. maybe an unexpected way. Right. Mm hmm. Hmm. Like yeah. getting just like you're doing dungeon crawl and it's like mm-hmm. one of those randomly generated things and then chat can vote on like what's going to spawn in the next mm-hmm. room or something simple. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You can start there, but like how do those ideas evolve? It's like there, there's, there should be a future there. I just don't know what it oh, is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's only going to help your channel grow anyways. Cause now yeah. you're giving them more of a way to interact with you without yeah. but like you have those safety nets of like they can't, mm. It's like, you know, when you're streaming and someone be like, hey, can I play with you? And maybe early <laughs> on you're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they just like mm. shoot you and you're like, oh, fuck. Great. Okay. Thanks. Like, bud. this is why we don't do these things. Yeah. It's why we can't have nice things. I had to stop. I, you know, I remember freaking thinking that I could help like admin a Daisy server while I'm streaming. It's like, come on, bro. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> pretty easy lesson there. It's like, nope, that's not good. Yeah. Those streams yeah, that had to be thing. a nightmare. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so have you had have you had more uh, free time to work on any pro- any of your own personal projects uh, alongside work? Just pen and paper stuff. Pen right and paper now. stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You feel like you're getting somewhere? Yeah, but I like work really. I don't know. Like when I'm working on my own stuff, I like to like get everything in paper and mm. then just kind of like try to find any holes in it and really just get it solid. Be like, okay. I have this plan of attack. It's all organized. And then mm-hmm. I can start working on it. And it's just huh. this weird thing that feels like it's maybe a way of me, uh, you know, trying to, I don't know, stall. Yeah. Cause I'm not ready to jump on it just I yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Just, just like one more question. And then just like a wrap up thingy. You feel like, you feel like this project is going to be something like, are you excited to, is it something you feel strongly enough about that you like, you want to try to make like a prototype or something like that? Um, I've like kind of worked on like little parts of it here and there, like just basic stuff mm-hmm. to get an understanding. But I think <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out of like where to even begin, right? Because okay. it's like, mm. do I just build all these little experimental systems and then see if there's a way to combine it mm. just as like little side projects? Or do I try to plan this whole thing out and only build the systems that I want to connect together? Yeah. Have you ever considered just making like a mod for a game or something like that to try to test out some of the, some of your concepts? 
Uh, I thought about it, but it's also like I just like staying in Unreal, what I'm already working in. Okay. Because then it's like, then I got to figure out how all this yeah. fucking shit works and read up on it. And it's like right. that whole process just kills the drive for me to yeah. want to do it. For well, I, I, I guess maybe layman's perspective, but maybe like just staying in the same engine will just keep everything nice and organized and just one one language versus like trying to translate yeah. it multiple places. That and just the fact of like I'm, I sw- start switching between stuff and it's like, okay, I know how to do it here, but it's different over here. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't been in this software in like, you know, X amount of time. I'm like, how the fuck does this work again? And like, uh, I just hate doing that. Yeah, like, does, I just want to like, kill it, yeah. I want to jump in and fucking go. Gotcha. I got you. Um, anything coming up? Like, I, I know I asked you last time, like about conventions and stuff. You got any like travel planned or you got any? anything coming up in the future for like next for this year uh not right now that i'm no. aware of i don't know if no. that's gonna change okay. but i'm just kind of seeing what's i mean since word is constantly changing it's kind of like i don't want to plan anything because gotcha. i don't know what's gonna yeah. happen i mean luckily work, so some, i'm trying to like yeah luckily these, these conventions don't seem to sell out as as quick as they used to except for like pax east that one seems to sell out like immediately for some reason but yeah maybe it's because coasters yeah that can't go to west yeah well hey man it was great talking to you i hope that uh hope things go well for you this year i know that uh like how did how did um how did it feel switching over to a new decade was it just like another day or do you feel like turning you're like turning the page into another chapter uh no that's just, so cheesy just another day for me no nah, <laughs> I, I get like some people yeah. like uh just not nah, for me no? it's just another day like yeah. i don't it's just never who I've been. Never. Well, you're in a. I, know, I can't. Think I like mean, that. I mean, you're you're in a you're in a good, healthy place in your life. So it's like, yeah, you could look back, and it's interesting to think about what it was like ten years ago. But you got you got shit to do. Can't always dwell on the past. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good to reflect and look back on, but like, definitely, I don't try to. I've never been one for like the nostalgia type stuff. Mm. Where it's like, oh yeah, that was cool in that brief moment, and then I'm done with it. Like, I don't. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, Pokemon on the Game Boy, but That's I don't right. have this urge to, like, go buy a Game Boy and get it and do it all over again. Like, I already <laughs> had those memories. That was great. Like, it's all I need. That's perfect. Yeah, we started, like, the last time we talked, we ended up starting kind of talking about Pokemon and how that was, that was like, your first love in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that threw me off so much. I so, love like, that game, dude. It was yeah. all about that shit. Damn. Damn. Well, hey, yeah, Um, any any games that have come out? the last month or any that you're looking forward to playing on your personal time um i think i've just been like checking out uh final fantasy 14 online okay and just uh like their crafting system is really interesting for an mmo Hmm. and it's like the simplest thing but for some reason it's just like cathartic to just like zone out and do Hmm. so it's like interesting kind of exploring that of like why is this so relaxing yet Uh like repetitive and like, oh. is there ways I could tweak this? Like, what would I do? Would I do anything different? So it's like, I'm just like really wrapped into this design and system and kind oh, of picking it apart over time. That's pretty badass, man. I guess, okay, I know I said one question that I always turn it into four. So that's great, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't ask you this last time. People that want to get into game design. I know there's people out there that are like kind of aspiring to do it. Like, isn't this a great question? It's a great clickbait question. <laughs> what what would you tell kids that are want to get into it, or even like adults? You know, like what are you put this at the very end? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you got to listen um, to two hours of this podcast to get to it. No, I think like my advice, like if I could go back and talk to myself would be like, yo, you don't necessarily need college. Like that was the question really. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like, it definitely helps you if you're looking for like guidance, mm-hmm. but if you're one of the people that can like self-educate mm-hmm. all of the information is on the internet, it, the resources and, are there. like, Oh yeah. And you could just create something and then like, that's your proof. That's your, like, you can build a freaking portfolio online. Like, Hey, if you're into systems, this is all the systems I've made in unreal, throw that on the marketplace, make money. Like, and then when you see those people looking for, you know, those jobs, just apply and show Mm -hmm. them that, you know, Hey, look, this is what I can do in that software. Yeah. Like that's going to get you hella far. If I can see that, you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care where you went to yeah. school. And, and, and that, that took care of my, of course, follow-up question about, like, how do you know whether it's right for you? It's like, can you create? Can you work on your own? You know, like, prove. can you prove yourself? You know, yeah. that's, that's how you know, right? Like, can you make a simple game in Unreal? Mm-hmm. And then can you make it and just keep building and reiterating on it and keep making it new and you know tweaking things like you don't have to make a million different games make one game Mm -hmm. to start get your feet wet and then go okay how can i push this how can i push this how can i push this how can i make it different how could i make it appealing Mm -hmm. you start just you know slowly growing your little pet project yeah and be and as far as like mindset for people like keeping yourself motivated to like what are some it was like one one tip on like staying motivated to well, maybe nobody's ever going to see this, but still build this thing as good as you can. You know what I mean? Like, Just have fun with what you're learning. Like, okay. You're only getting better. It's like drawing. The more I draw, the better I get. So this hmm. might turn out like a piece of crap, but I know it's going to like teach me something so that when I draw it next time, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. There's like, like That's there's, the whole creative process. Yeah. You're going to like poop out a lot of shit and eventually a gold yeah. bar will come out. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and there's this there's this there's this quote. Of, maybe I'll, I'll just I'll I'll just let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. I'm not going to add another <laughs> quote to it. Perfect. Yeah, I'll tell you the quote after we're done. But thank you so right. much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on again, man. Well, I'll think of some other stuff to talk about for next time. You know, okay. a couple months from now or something. If you're not that busy, sounds perfect. All, All right. right, that's good. Thanks, man. Uh, where can people find you if you really want? If people really uh, want to find you. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I think I have a Twitter, but I'm like, not. I like, yeah. I use it to look at stuff, not tweet yeah, out really. Exactly. I'm not like, I don't have to push a channel anymore. Right. What I'm working no. is not released. But if somebody so, just wants to say, hey man, I enjoyed what you said. Oh, you can hit yeah. me on Twitter. Yeah. At dat, D-A-T, official Lou. There you go. All right. Thanks again, bud. Thank you. Music in this episode is from the artist Data Rebel. Audio mixing and mastering help, well, really, he does it all, is from my friend, Tipsy Jack. Edited and produced by myself, Warren Sherbet. All relevant links on our website, pod.co slash emotive. Next on Emotive, my friend Adam Fellow. We recorded for so long, I had to split this one into two parts. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.